0: I first met my guest on this episode of the BRFCS podcast probably almost three years ago now in the studios of BBC Radio Lancashire. We were having a good old chinwag about football back in the day. Um, And we... We exchanged phone numbers and he very kindly agreed to come on on our podcast, so he's he's one of our first returning guests and it's a delight to have him back. I just wish that the circumstances that brought us back together were a little more positive, but uh, we'll learn a little bit more about it tonight and hopefully people listening to this podcast will be able to to bring a bit of light relief. It's my pleasure to welcome back Tommy Spur. Tommy, how are you? Yeah, I'm all
1: right, thank you. How are you?
0: So much the better for for speaking with you, Tommy, and so much the better for trying to, to put this together now. People following you on Twitter and, and seeing your appearances on, on video and radio links and various other media outlets will have seen the uh, the, the story about your son, Rio. So, what has happened? What, what's likely to happen in terms of the course of treatment? And then that might serve to explain what it is that you're doing to try and raise some funds. So, how is young Rio, for starters?
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's currently in, <clears throat> in hospital at the moment. He's undergoing just one of his courses of chemotherapy um, so my wife's wife's well, at Manchester Children's Hospital with uh, with him and I'm at home with our 18 month month old little boy so we kind of do do shifts um, like some at home some at the hospital because it is difficult being in obviously the hospital all day not being able to go out of your room and things like that um, so I can only imagine what it's like for a three year old who's not obviously mentally all developed and things to be to be locked up in a room and kind of wondering why is it's difficult to, <clears throat> to explain to him but we try and do that as best as we can he's a special little boy so he gets on with it and he, 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 we try and make the most of it when they make it as fun as it can be as it can, yes, be, as in it can be in room, the circumstances
0: but, obviously yeah but,
1: you, you try your best and like I say we that's all we can do at the moment but um, no it all started back in back in April where he complained loosely of a bit, of, bit of tummy ache and kind of pointed to his side a little bit, and we we obviously had a look and felt it and felt a little, little lump at this well, quite a big lump at the side on his side on his right hand side, and sort of me and my wife discussed it and we're like it's not right, so we'll take him to to the doctor and see what what's what. And initially the the GP kind of said well, I think it could be like constipation because he'd not been for couple of days and he'd recently had his preschool vaccination so we didn't think much of it to be honest um but then a couple of days later he started being sick um one evening and then it carried on the next day and felt like green vial so again we were like this and right so i said all right no nah, i'm going to take him to A E because it was a saturday um so i'm going to take him to any and then i can get seen." and anyway cut a long story short the they thought it could have been a twisted bowel, which would require surgery, which would explain the lump on the side because your bowel would be right. pushed to one side. Yeah. Um, so transferred us in an ambulance to to Manchester Children's Hospital. But then only one of us could go, so my wife came to Amy and went with him in the ambulance. And then they, quickly seen us in a moment, actually never, never kind of... Forget or will never leave her really. Um, like they they said, explained that he wouldn't be having surgery, so she was kind of relieved. Um, but then she said how they were looking at him at at her was there's something. There's something else, and kind of explained to her that they thought it could have been a nasty lump, meaning a, a cancer a tumor. Um, and then from then it everything just went at 100 miles an hour. Scan after scan. Biopsy booked in, and then within a week he was starting starting his chemotherapy. So it just turned our lives upside down within that short space of time. So it's 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 been hell for four months. Um, there's no other way of describing it. Yeah, I can only imagine. Uh, uh, I
0: think you know a, a parent's first duty and yeah, you know, first. They'll look towards the children, the health of the children, the care of the children. When something like that happens, things that you've taken for granted suddenly take on extra meaning, don't they? And it's, it's, it's really a case of like trying to do everything that you possibly can within your power. So how how is, um, how is Rudy shaping up his, his younger brother, of course? That that must be really weird for his, his younger brother, seeing, his, seeing all this stuff going on.
1: We've kind of had to come up with a bit of a routine due to, again... I missed probably a little bit out that following the scans it weren't just the Wilm's tumour that he'd been diagnosed with. Like that was the, the diagnosis Wilm's tumour, but he had, had to do lung metastasis uh, as well, which means basically Wilm's tumour had spread to his each of his lungs. Um which again as like just just a normal not medical person, he don't really understand the different cancers and yeah it's 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 been a lot of learning for us as well to try and understand what we're being told so once we found out that we really obviously realized that that was worse yeah so stage four basically but then we quickly realized that even though wilms tumor has a good prognosis in terms of survival rate in general like 80 to 90 percent so again at first we were kind of like okay this is crap but yeah but there's a light at is... the end of the tunnel yeah but then we quickly realized that even though they tell you that at the start they don't know anything until they take the tumor out they cut it up and find the histology and pathology of the tumor so basically the big the big point for us was when they performed the surgery to remove the tumor and the kidney and the news we got back was just devastating and it's kind of it's frightened the life out of us and it will do for the next however long until hopefully he's one of the thirty to forty percent that will come through it which like i say it's just it's just just hell absolute hell but going back to your question because we spent that much time in hospital over over his surgery and things like that like Rudy was he was affected by it and probably because we didn't know how to handle different things. It, it took us a little bit of time to figure out that we've still got Rudy to think about. Not that we'd forgotten about him, but obviously this news and things, it's just been, but we're kind of managing it now and he's settled down a lot and um, he's, he's getting a bit of each of us, which is, is what he needs because he's just as important as, as Rio is because he's, still a baby. So it's, it's just been juggling that, but we've we've managed to, to do the best we can.
0: So what sort of support structure have you got around you, Tommy? Have you got friends and family that can, can help you along with that?
1: Yeah, it's like my my parents live in Leeds and like we have got support structure and things like that. It's it's just it's hard because you, you kinda want to look af- look after your kids and as great as everybody else is we want to be there for our kids Um,
0: you can't really outsource it can you to somebody or you want to be the person that they look to
1: yeah yeah exactly and I think I said when I retired the the shining light of me retiring was that Rio was going to be born and he was my focus and then Rudy came along and uh, they're my focus and I'm I'm my wife's focus and like the whole fundraising thing now is to give Rio a chance, and that's all we want to do.
0: Well, let's let's talk more about that. So, uh, the pros- the Well, you're doing lots and lots of things. First of all, so let, let's talk about some of those things. I understand that you've been up Snowden.
1: Yeah. So, <clears throat> to give a bit of back thing on that, it, kind of t- to help us out a little bit. In originally a, a work colleague where I was working at a uh, Priestly college in Warrington. Um, my contract was finishing there and I was only ever working until June there in, in both of my roles that equated to, well, more than full-time, but it was full-time. We're basically, I was going to be out of work, so they were kind of helping right, helping us out initially, but it meant to be just kind of a, a college thing, not necessarily a out-there thing. Um, but then once we found out the results of the um, the surgery, which meant Rio's chemotherapy would be intensified and he'd have radiotherapy, and it just meant that neither me or my wife could possibly work. work. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to. It, it was just impossible, because the strength of the chemotherapy means that Rio's uh, white blood cells, after he's had the chemo, literally next to nothing. He has to have injections to try and give him a little bit to fight, to fight
0: the infection, infection
1: that things. kids yeah. get. Yeah. But as soon as he gets the slightest bit of a temperature, we are straight into hospital, and it's an automatic kind of 48-hour stay. Um, when he has his chemo, he's in for four days. And then obviously, we've got Rudy as well. So it's, it's uh, my wife self-employed. So the unpredictability of how is going to be there's no way she can.
0: You can't plan for that, can you? Keep...
1: No, it's 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 just been bad. Um, on top of obviously the devastating news, it's just been bad timing of of work and contracts. and it's just it's. <laughs> but like I say, at the moment, that's the least of our worries, and <clears throat> people have been generous to to help us out in that in that respect, and some former teammates and things like that have have been amazing. That obviously they don't want to come out and say they've done this that and the other but I I know my family knows and that's all that that kind of matters and we're appreciative of it so
0: So one event that you are doing this coming weekend uh, is you're cycling from Hillsborough to Ewood Park is that right?
1: (laughs) Yeah all the way
0: on your own or with with other people?
1: (laughs) Well um, starting at Hillsborough then going to Doncaster and Ewood Park then finishing at Deepdale obviously following the path of of my career um yeah so it's 120 mile there's myself my 70 year old dad who's doing it um <laughs> yeah that puts us uh, all to
0: shame if i may say so tommy
1: <laughs> uh it'll put it might put me to shame because i've not done much <laughs> for it um and then there's one of my dad's friends who's a similar age and then there's uh chloe's cousin doing it and um my good friend Chris Brown's doing it. So Ah yes, um, Mr Brown. Yeah, so he's been he's he's one of them guys that steps up when 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 people need it. You can and count on him. As a mate. Yeah, as a mate, he's been right up there. Yeah. I saw that you've been on the uh under the
0: Cosh podcast, so uh, the... that was
1: quite a while ago actually. Yeah. Um they kinda of put that out to to again his involvement in yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's He's just a good guy. I know he gets a bad, a bad rep, and he jokes about it on under the cosh yeah. and things like that. But it's, it is, is a genuinely good guy.
0: Well, as you say, friends like that that you can count on when you really need them are worth, uh, worth the waiting gold, aren't they? So are you looking exactly. for people to be cheering you on on the way? Should we, should we try and rally some support for you around all these grounds, <laughs> or are you trying to slink in under cover of darkness? <laughs>
1: No, that'd be that'd be amazing. I mean, I know Blackburn don't play till Sunday, do they? So, I mean, if there are a few people at Ewood when we got there, that'd be amazing um, for just before the final final push to to Deepdale. I think there might be a few tired
0: lives. Are the timings available anywhere? Have you got any rough rough estimations of when you're going to be, or are you going to be updating live on your Twitter feed?
1: Um <laughs> do you not really thought about it? <laughs> no, because um, because we We'll be in hospital. He was going to be sort of at the end, right? Like waiting for us, but we're unsure whether he'll be able to, of course, to get there in yeah. time. Um, he is due out on Saturday, so depending on what time, right? So I said to him, like, <laughs> I said to him, I'll like do some like live Instagram things and like mention how we're doing and stuff, so he could almost like he's watching, even though yeah he doesn't really know what's going on, but he thinks it's funny that daddy's riding a bike. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'm going to be doing little bits of that, but we kind of, I'll actually let you know. My dad actually has actually timed it out to a T, so... I'll um well please, please do as I say we'll
0: we'll forward it. I mean I, I live in Sheffield and I'm not that far away from Doncaster as well, so I'd I'd love to turn up at some point and watch you watch you or watch your dad go past at high speed and yeah. you you in the distance <laughs> in, in the in his wake trying to catch him up. So that would be fantastic to yeah. do that. So uh, that that'd be great. So in terms of um other events, I've seen that there's a, there's an all-star football match at Ribchester that's lined up as well. Yeah, this is um so
1: that's a bit different to perhaps your standard charity football game that people go to and and pay to go to. Whereas this is kind of the lineup, unbelievable. I'm blown away by again the kindness of like teammates. I've not spoken to for a long time, but then obviously you have <clears throat> with certain few teammates, you have that kind of respect and bond and. You would do anything for each other, even though you don't speak every other day. It's kind of, and the lineup's brilliant. I mean, Andy Bayes at Radio Lanx has been brilliant and helping organise it. Um, there's Dunny's, Dunny's been brilliant. I obviously, live quite close to him and he's supported me right from the start. Dunny's playing Colin Hendry, Kevin Gallagher, who again I spoke, did a bit of work with him, Radio Lanx with, uh, Danny Graham, Craig Conway. Matt Kilgallen
0: some of them could still do a job I reckon I
1: think it's <laughs> yeah well yeah I know so and then myself from Blackburn and then there's there's Neil Mellor Chris Sedgwick uh, Jermaine Beckford John Welsh uh David
0: Lucas so when when is that Tommy uh,
1: 11th of September and it's <clears throat> it's actually on Ribchester Park on Ribchester Rec
0: okay
1: um we're making it kind of like a family fun day, bearing in mind the fundraising is for a little boy. It's not for anything else other than my little my little boy. so we kind of wanted that family feeling. there's loads of kids stuff going on there's there's food, there's activities, there's um a and A after <clears throat> with some of the lads that have agreed to do it again we've not we've not put an entry to it. We've kind of just said, if you want to donate, brilliant. But we're trying, obviously we're trying to raise funds for Rio. And, but we thought if we put something on for people and get these players playing against irregular lads who, who just play football on a Saturday, then it hopefully might encourage people to, to donate. And Ribchester have been, have been unbelievable in how much the time people are putting into organising it and their efforts, giving to to work behind the bar and just organise the kits, everything the lads that are playing against, like the, the ex pros, um, everyone involved has been amazing. It's like I said, it's it's overwhelming the support that we've had, and sometimes you you do find yourself getting emotional about it because
0: I'm not surprised.
1: It's all for our little boy and. At the end of the day, that's that's what that's what it's for, and we want him to to have a chance of of beating this. And I
0: was gonna say, let's just talk about that a little bit more to explain to people why why the, the money's being raised. Mm. So I picked up from from the Just Giving page that effectively what you're trying to do is to give yourself the option, should it be needed, of exploring treatments, mm. probably in the US.
1: More than likely, um, <clears throat> it's a question that we've been asked quite a lot: is what's your target? And the honest answer is at the moment we don't know because, one, we're, we're getting the help of our consultant who's obviously the man in the know and he's got connections down to the, to the lead consultant down in London who is seeking options for us because basically Rio always having all the treatment that the NHS have got to offer right at this second. So if this doesn't work, there's nowhere else to go over yeah. here so there's kind of two options so if that doesn't work we need an option to go somewhere else to try something else then however on the other hand if he's cured in quotation marks he it's 50% likely to come back right? because of the high risk features that they found in the surgery it's basically likely to come back so right. if he does come back he's got about a 10% chance of survival over here because they'd only be able to use the same treatment that he's had now because that's all right. that's available right. so we kind of need some help from our consultant to guide us in the direction to give us those two options as to where we could go so we're preparing that because the, the odds are against him against Rio now and obviously even if he beats it as a parent, I don't want to sit on my backside for nine months and just hope that things are going to be okay. I want to be prepared that if the worst does happen, that we've done everything we can to give our little boy every chance of being all right. And if we didn't do that, I couldn't forgive myself. So if if I have to walk to America and back to raise whatever money, I'll do it. But we're just lucky that so many people have offered the help, and they're doing their own fundraisers and and donating to us, and it's just been, it's been overwhelming.
0: Well, that, that's yeah, it's just terrific news. I mean, yeah, it's it's again, as I say, I just cannot put myself in in your shoes. I'm not a parent. I can only imagine what you're going through, and I can only imagine you know, the dedication that you and Chloe will want to. To, to put into this to, to give your son every possible chance. Why wouldn't you? It's it's understandable. So that there is a, a GoFundMe page that has been set up to, to cater for this this appeal on, on behalf of Tommy and Chloe. And we've put a link on the homepage of brfcs.com to make it easier to pe- for people to, to navigate through to it. So if you go to our homepage you'll see there's a panel on there. Just click on that. It takes you through to the to the GoFundMe page. And as I say, keep an eye on Tommy's social media for uh, updates of uh, further athletic endeavours that he, that he's going to be doing. So the bike ride's coming up this weekend, so if I get the chance to to nip out from Sheffield or Doncaster, it would be, be lovely to catch up on uh, and uh, just give you a cheer along there. But if people want to gather again at Ewood, at some unspecified time on Saturday, to give you a cheer it'll and around? donate to it'll the cause, I
1: think it'll be around five o'clock. Yeah. Um, by the time that we get there plan on finishing around 6 so it should be about five ish a- t- should i ask
0: the <laughs> furthest that you've ever ridden a bike until this point
1: uh i used to do in the off season i used to do a 70 mile
0: bike oh, okay. ride every
1: year. i used to do weather of filing with my dad yeah um i just used to use it as a fitness summer to do basically but um I've always been all right on the bike. Like, I've spent enough time on it when I've been injured. So, um, (laughs) but having said that, it's been three years since I've done anything. So, it's been a long time, but. it is what it is, I'll get through it. I'm mentally strong enough to get through. Um...
0: Well, the, the, yeah, I mean, that's one thing about being a professional sportsman. It, yeah, your, your body may occasionally let you down, but mentally, I think, yeah, you to, to be a success in any sort of professional sport, you've got to have the mental fortitude and you've got to have the attitude to be able to take it forward. So that, that stands you in good stead.
1: I've got a good... Um a good focus so I don't well think quite too difficult.
0: absolutely you, you couldn't have a better incentive could you to try and do no. everything you can um, tommy once again thank you so much uh, for giving up your time i know everybody wants a piece of you right, right. now uh, and obviously your focus quite rightly is inwardly on your family so i do appreciate this i hope that everybody listening to this can can click on the link as i say on the brfcs.com homepage. And make a donation, however small, lots of little donations can, can soon add up to make a difference. And if you can get yourself exactly. down to, to Ribchester, in, uh, is it 11th of September, did you say?
1: Yeah, Sunday the 11th, uh, down on Ribchester X, so be a little bit different. But can I just also say thank you to you as well for obviously allowing me to, to share Real Tommy, it's, it's, it's the
0: absolute least we could do. It's it's an absolute pleasure to to, to um, do everything that we can. But we'll, obviously, we'll keep in touch and keep our fingers crossed for your thoughts and prayers and all that sort of stuff. So thank you once again, Tommy. Hopefully, the next time no, we we'll speak, we've got some uh, some some positive news to talk about, and then that would be that Hopefully. would be really, really, really marvelous. But love to you, love to Clary, and obviously love to both to to both both the kids as well, Rio and Rudy.
1: Thank you, top man. I really appreciate. it. Thank you.
0: So tell us then in terms of that fundraising what crazy challenge you've set yourself for this coming Saturday
1: <laughs>
0: Well um,
1: we're it's obviously you've mentioned it's a bike ride but we're kind of cycling from um, starting at Hillsborough and then going to all my old clubs so with the Hillsborough to, to Doncaster then over to Ewood Park and then finishing at Deepdale it's 120 miles so there's there's, there's only a few of us doing it because there's not many, not many um, opted to up, take up the challenge of 120 miles in in one day. So um, I think there's only probably five, five or six of us doing it. So hopefully we can all make it. My 70-year-old dad's doing it, so hopefully we can get him through it. Um, but he's done a lot of training for it, so I'm sure he'll be all right. That's
0: a I brilliant. i pretty glad like, you didn't effort. sign for Torquay, aren't you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I think it might have been over a, quite a number of days if, if that was the case but um, <laughs>